You're listening to the Empowering Lives Podcast, brought to you by the Department of Psychology at Help University, the University of Achievers. We'll be bringing you conversations with renowned psychologists and other health professionals that discuss a wide range of topics on mental health, psychology, and well-being. The Empowering Lives Podcast comes to you from the biggest psychology department in the whole of Malaysia. As we talk about the issues that matter to you most, stay tuned to this global podcast as we empower you to take away valuable insights and lessons that can improve your emotional health and well-being today. Hello and welcome to the Empowering Lives podcast wherever you're listening from. My name is Sandy Clark and today I'm joined by Eric Bryan, the director of Career Sense, which is a career development center here at Help University. In this episode, Eric will be sharing his insights and advice on how we can develop our personal branding, whether we are at the stage of thinking about starting a career in the process of considering a career change, which I think at the moment, Eric, is quite a timely topic to discuss. So thank you for coming on the show. How are you doing? Well, thank you, Sandy. Uh, and thank you for the opportunity to share some of my thoughts here. Over the years in, in your experience of helping people develop their careers, I think so much changes, certainly even within the space of a few years now. What is the one key thing that people need to understand about starting a career or changing a career, but they often don't initially? What is it that they need to sort of grasp that they might be missing out? Great question. And I think it's really about being mindful that we are building essential employability skills uh, right through our time at university or in our places of work. This podcast is the both of us practicing certain skills that makes mm -hmm. us employable. Uh, your skills as an interviewer and my skills in communicating the best way possible. Uh, and so everything that we do is about skills building. And therefore, if we can hone in on specific skills that we think we're really good at, that makes us a little bit more employable, or at least in terms of when we start our careers, uh, these are some of the skills that we want to nurture and build on. And if you really want to think about it, if you want to break it down, you know, in terms of what are employability skills. Uh, Sandy, do you cook by any chance? I try. Sometimes I'm less successful, but, uh, yeah. you know, I'm enthusiastic at least. Right. And so that's a skill, right? So if you break it down, in the event, and heaven forbid that there are no jobs out there, can we use our culinary skills, our cooking mm. skills to help us make some money? Mm -hmm. And that's an employability skill. So really, if we want to ask students to break it down, what are some of those employability skills that they already have that they need to nurture and develop so that it makes them a little bit more employable? When I think back to my time when I was at university, back then the idea of personal branding wasn't so prominent as it is today and we sort of came out with this idea that as long as you have a good cv as long as you have your degree your reference letter then you're good to go but obviously as i say times change and and, and things evolve and we hear this term personal branding quite a lot mm -hmm. uh, what does it actually mean to have a personal branding what does it entail i think uh, jeff bezos the the founder of amazon said it well he, he says your brand is what other people say about you when you're not in the room. And so consciously or 
unconsciously, we, we seem to project an image to others about who we are and, and what we represent. So if we use the analogy of product or a business brand, uh, whether it be a sporting brand, a shoe, a car, or a fast food restaurant, mm-hmm. all these brands sort of invoke a certain kind of emotion when you think of that brand. You know, if you think of cars and if you think of uh, a BMW and you think of uh, a Persona or a Proton, um, it invokes a certain amount of emotions when you think of those brands. Now, it could be mm-hmm. both negative, positive, it could be pleasant, unpleasant. But when we think about a certain brand, there's an emotion that's attached to that brand. And emotions drive most, if not all, of our decisions with regards to whether we connect with that product. And the more I trust the product, the more I will buy that product. Mm -hmm. And likewise, a personal brand is about you being that product. And the more people trust you, the more consistent you are about who you are and what you represent, the more people will buy into you and buy what you represent. And so that's what a personal brand is. A personal brand is not just what is portrayed in a CV or in a cover letter, but it's really about the kind of person that you are and that you want to be. And so a good question to ask then is, is what do people feel about me? And mm-hmm. what do people feel about me often leads to what people think about me and how they interact with me. So in every interaction we have is an opportunity to create a memorable experience for the other. The manner you consistently deliver that experience builds your brand reputation, I would imagine. Uh, And that helps you stand out from the crowd. And you had touched on the idea that, you know, if you if you build a personal brand, uh, it it leads to greater trust when you're consistent, when you're congruent, when you show the skills and abilities that you uh, have. Um, And when it comes to starting out in their career for fresh grads, for example, um, can you elaborate a bit more about what kind of benefits they would receive by having a good personal brand that they invest time in. Uh, how does that benefit them directly beyond creating that that trust? Sure. Um, so when we're starting out our career, it is good to recognize what you are projecting through your work and conversations. So therefore, do you come across as a confident, reliable, communicative individual who isn't afraid to speak up uh, when the time is right? Um, are you the type of person that ask relevant questions and avoid groupthink in order to get things done. Because when you're able to do this, then you're coming across as someone who's willing to learn and and someone who's not taking things for granted. Now, now I I do realize I said that it's about uh, building a positive brand and you begin to see yourself as consistently in things that you do. but I know, and especially young people today, they say, you know, well, I don't care about what other people think about me. I, I'm just going to live my own life. Well, that to me is your brand and you're consistent in that message. So generally, it's how intentionally you project yourself in a consistent manner that mm-hmm. gives other people a sort of an idea of who you are uh, and what you're capable of doing. One of the issues that people might come up against sometimes is how do you strike that balance um, between being authentic Mm -hmm. and, you you know, presenting that kind of, because when you think about branding, it's about how can we present, you know, a polished 
image of who we are. But like you mentioned, some brands, and I've got brands like Starbucks or Nike in sure. mind, they really push for the authentic message rather than the kind right. of polished image that, that others might try to project. Mm -hmm. And I think when it comes to personal branding, one of the concerns that people have uh, that I have seen is that they say that personal branding is only really for prominent people or influencers or those who can communicate mm. well. So if you're starting off with a, a strong foundation, then sure, you can build a personal branding. But if you're someone like me who's not quite sure, who doesn't really know what kind of skills to put out there, who doesn't know how to convey a particular message, then that's not quite for me. But I think as, as we you know, move on year after year, the idea of personal branding becomes more and more uh, important and central to how we develop ourselves uh, in terms of employability, in terms of building networks especially. So how would you help someone shift from that kind of perspective that it is only people who can communicate well, it is only people who uh, are influencers who would benefit from personal branding? Uh, great question, Sandy. I mean, let me qualify. So personal branding is not a personality trait. Mm -hmm. It's not about extroversion or introversion. It's really about you being a better version of yourself. Um, great leaders are not always very extroverted people, mm -hmm. uh, but they are known for their ability to get things done. Um, great leaders, as, uh, as Jim Collins in his book, uh, Good to Great, would suggest, he says, Great leaders is a combination of humility and, and professional will. So it's not always about the person who's out there, who has great charisma, but it's about what you present and what you do that gets things done. Mm -hmm. um, there's a question that everyone needs to ask in that in any given work scenario is, what will I need to stand out or to be different? How open are we to, to feedback and, and to be proactive enough to make necessary changes? I mean, part of, it's part of our reflection, really. And that's one skill that I think many of our young people need to develop, a, a skill of reflecting about their own lives and, and what's happening to them. Mm -hmm. uh, the questions about you know, what makes them special, what, what, what's their greatest strengths? Or what differentiates you from uh, others, in that sense? Mm -hmm. or, or what's your uniqueness what significance or what accomplishments that you have? Or why do people come to see you for? Or like, why, what do people come to you for in that sense? Or, mm -hmm. And or what is it that you want to be known for? I mean, that's all part of that, that self-discovery, that, that part of trying to understand that you have something to contribute to the rest of society. And I think what's equally important is is the perception of others consistent with your perception of yourself? Mm -hmm. I think very important is we need to get an accurate picture of ourselves. If not, we get you know visions of grandeur about ourselves and we can do everything and anything kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but we need to get an accurate picture and we need to get some feedback maybe from uh, a family member or trusted friends or if for those of them who are already in the working world, you know, to review past performance and reviews and what is it that some of the, the things that have been consistently said about them, about their work performance. And that gives us an accurate picture about who we are. And therefore, that helps us in terms of get, getting a, a perspective of what and who I am and what needs to change. That idea of uh, standing out, of what makes you unique, uh, what kind of strengths that you have. Um, I remember when I was at university and thinking that, uh, I mean, you're, what, 
18 or 20 at that time. So you're thinking, well, what kind of strengths or uniqueness do I have? I mean, I'm not even in the, the working world yet. But what I found was when I was at university or even just before, I started to do, because I knew I wanted to become a, a journalist. So I started to mm-hmm. do some uh, free work for uh, newspapers. And uh, so I did that at the weekends and I tried uh-huh. to build up some contacts at that point because I knew that when I graduated across the UK, 70,000 people were graduating with a similar qualification. Right. So for me, it was like coming back to your point about standing out. What can I do that that really gives me that edge? And the, the, the answers to me seem to be go out and make contacts with, uh, you, you know, industry Absolutely. people, offer your services, learn on the job. And what I found was strengths and abilities can be inherent so you can be a good communicator you can be good at writing for example but they can also be developed and I realized that when I did two or three years of this uh, weekend work for newspapers that I was developing a lot of skills unconsciously almost because when I came to the end of that then I did have a slight edge over quite a lot of my peers because I'd been been doing some work experience stuff while they were focusing on just assignments you know so it really seemed to give that bit of an edge, that bit of a, a sort of more informed, in-depth learning about the job that I wanted to go into. Um, can you share some tips and practical advice on how someone, say, in, in KL or in Malaysia might think about developing their personal brand today? Uh, what are some of the key ingredients that they would need to think about? Uh, well, just picking up from what you stated, Sandy, it's it's one of you know proactivity and so you realize that you had a certain skill set in terms of writing or journaling and mm-hmm. therefore you actively looked out for opportunities to help you develop that skill and so that's one thing that that's crucial is firstly i need to know what are my skill sets what are some of the things that i i like doing or enjoy doing or i have a certain amount of skills that if i feel that if I could explore this a little bit more, I would become better at it. So a lot of the times, our young people today are self-sabotaging themselves. Uh, They know that they have certain strengths, but they don't want to do anything about it. And Mm -hmm. so that part of that proactivity starts of uh, diminishes in that sense. But a good question to ask ourselves again is, um, and this is something I I picked up um, in in part of my, my coaching training. And the question is really, what is it that I don't know now that if I did know would help me become a better person? Or if, put it another way, what is that I have not explored yet that if I started to explore would help me become a better person? Could you, Eric, just give an example to, to the people who are listening how that would work? Let's say you're someone who is maybe uh, in second or third year of university. What would an example of that be? So. For example, if I wanted to be a, a blogger or somebody in your field in terms of journaling, mm-hmm. journalism and all that. So at this point of time, what is it that I don't know now that if I did know? And so therefore, it could be in terms of writing skills. You know, if I only develop a certain amount of how to write a blog or how to write a, a proper article for publication, what would I need to know differently? And so therefore, if I could then develop that skill of writing or finding out a little bit more about how to write an article for publications, that would help me in whatever that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the, the same thing in, in terms of if I wanted to be a coach and I want to be a counselor, 
And so the question was, my life experience at that point led me to a point where I felt that I could reach people at a certain level, but um, I did not have the necessary skills to go deeper. And so what I needed was some counseling skills to help me reach people at a deeper level. And so mm -hmm. I then said, okay, let me see what I can do. And therefore signed up for a master's in counseling program so that I could improve on those skills so that I could help people a little bit better. Mm. So what is it that I don't know now that if I did know would help me make a difference? Um, so that that's one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it is not what I, I suggested, but what Neil Parishka in his book called The Book of Awesome, uh, which is a great book that talks mm -hmm. about different stories about uh, different things that are happening today that's really awesome. But Neil Parishka talks about the three A's of awesome. The first A is about attitude. And what is your attitude towards learning and self-growth? So it goes back to your notion about the proactivity. So I, I know that this is something that I want, but what am I going to do about it? And do we have a resilient attitude? Because we know that life will knock us down many a time. Mm -hmm. uh, but every day is a learning experience. And every conversation, no matter how difficult it is, there's something to take away. You know, the attitude of uh, I fall down six times, but I get up seven times. Uh, and what kind of an attitude did I have to develop a personal brand that is consistent to what I want to represent? Mm -hmm. uh, the, the second A is about awareness. And this we've, we've talked a little bit about that. It's about your awareness of your strengths and the kind of exposure we need to build on our strengths and to improve. Uh, the awareness is about uh, where do we see ourselves in the next three years, five years. Um, and I know that's something that young people don't really think about in terms of the long run, but that has been a tried and tested uh, method in terms of visioning yourself in terms of three years and what is it that you want to accomplish. It's not about the place of work, but it's about what are your what do you want to accomplish by a certain time of your life, uh, having a personal goal. And it's the last A is about authenticity, which we talked about. You know, it's learning to be you and being okay with you. You know, it's mm -hmm. all unique and different it's, and it's okay to be you and to strive to become better versions of ourselves. And so that that's some of the practical tips in terms of our attitude, our awareness and how authentic we want to be. The the point that you mentioned about being proactive, I think it was uh, an important one. As an old uh, professor of mine had said that when you graduate from university, it's the same as um, getting your driver's license. You've yeah. met a certain standard, mm -hmm. but you haven't learned to drive by that point. You're only just mm -hmm. starting to learn. So his point was that your education, your formal education essentially gives you a foundation of knowledge, of a bunch of skills that you can use. However, you have that kind of responsibility to build on from there. Uh, and he said, actually, if you if you begin while you're at university or beforehand, that's all the better because by the time that you um, by the time you come to graduate, you'll mm -hmm. have a much stronger uh, foundation and skill set that that builds upon that uh, mm -hmm. that you can then sort of take to the workplace. And I think that that's key for a lot of young people. And I don't think it's an attitude that's changed over the years. Like you say, a lot of young people tend to self sabotage mm -hmm. unconsciously. So, like the yes. Um, the feel that, well, as long as I'm turning up to the classes and learning and passing the assignments and getting the GPA, then that's great. And you think, well, that's the start of it, sure. But you need to start thinking about 
how are you fitting into the industry or the the role that you want to create for yourself once you That's leave university because when you if you wait till you graduate and then think about it then yeah. you're going to be a few steps behind and just on that note if we do take the the steps to build a personal brand i'm sure that we don't leave it there as it is obviously we have to do something with it so mm -hmm. in your view what should people do with their brand once they have those key ingredients in place share that brand i think that's the most important part is and the brand is only good when it's promoted right so mm -hmm. how are you leveraging social media apart from sharing selfies or food that we just ate on social media i mean maybe we could write an opinion piece about what you think or feel about that's about certain issues um creating an online presence through linkedin and networking with associates out there I mean, you would be surprised to see how many people are willing to interact with you on a professional level mm -hmm. if you have the right attitude, the right kind of authenticity and awareness in that sense. Um, one of the things that we, we keep telling students is during career fairs that we had uh, and now virtual career fairs is interact with the possible employers that are out there. Even though your first year, it's good to, to interact with the, with the employers out there so that they have a, the students get a sense of what is needed uh, and what employers are looking out for and what kind of skills they're looking out for. And therefore, for a first year, you've got the next three years to develop those skills to be relevant to the workplace. One thing that we, we tell students is, you know, you have to promote your accomplishments, not just your academic accomplishments, but uh, your co-curricular activities and such. And that is why it's so important for young people to get involved in the variety of things that's happening with on campus and, and outside as well. Because if you don't have that kind of exposure, it's very hard to sell yourself or to promote yourself because there's nothing to promote. So get involved with some things to promote your accomplishments. Um, maximize your, your participation in, in meetings or in groups and such. And ask questions. I mean, you and I know when we get into class and when we ask a class any questions and then there's this <laughs> pin drop silence, you know? Yeah. And, and it really is nerve-wracking for a lecturer because then you're not sure whether what you communicated was communicated well or whether it was received by the students. So if you want to really stand out, ask questions. Uh, don't be afraid to, to ask questions. And the other thing is, and we cannot run away from this, I think we need to all learn to communicate effectively. You know, and, and that is part of the challenge. I mean, there's a confidence that comes through communicating and the confidence that comes through knowing the language. So I think one of the things that young people need to do is, is develop the skills of communicating well and, and developing the right kind of communication skills and the development of the, of the language, we say. So mm -hmm. that, that, that's some things that I tell students. Um, and I think in terms of the business world, people need to be strategic about it. So they have to choose their associates wisely. Uh, who are the types of people that will help them in terms of developing their career plans and their career paths, and always having a, a positive attitude towards life. Um, if they are in the process of going back to, to work and such, uh, how do we dress and act the part? And we have to be professional about it. I mean, there are many a time when we scan through CVs and we have uh, in under email that says kikilala49 at gmail.com. <laughs> Hello Kitty, yeah. you, know, you know, that I mean, it does not come across professionally. So I think you want to maintain a, a certain professional image online as well. Mm -hmm. um, and that 
helps in terms of building your, your brand and such. And the, the point that you mentioned about getting involved, being engaged, participating, uh, I think that that's really important in the sense that, and I think you don't really understand this so much when you're at university at the time. I'm sure that you know, a lot of students might be involved in things like financial planning courses or you know life skills and other things that they might think, well, why do I need to know this? I'm just here to do communications or I'm just here to do accounting. But what they don't realize is what I mentioned earlier, that you you learn a lot of things as you go along. And it's right. not just about you know, learning the academic framework or passing the assignment. It's more about really developing those life skills, communication skills that's going to help you when you leave. And that's a message that needs to be put out there more because what tends to happen with some young people is that they leave university and then they realize, ah, I should have done this when I had the chance. And now it's that extra effort to claw the time back and, and to invest themselves in. And so just to wrap up the episode, Eric, do you have any further advice or resources that you can share with people or any final words of wisdom or encouragement that they can they can perhaps follow? I guess the world is, is changing and the, the digital ecosystem is, is changing so drastically and careers are evolving. Um, and I think our personal brand will also need to change according to the times. There's a lot more today where organizations are asking for video resumes as opposed to physical paper resumes. I think we need to adjust accordingly and, and to confront these issues and we need to change ourselves. I think as long as we are reflecting about how we want to, to see our professional lives in the future, and taking steps to get there, I think we are on the right path. And if people, if students, um, you know, want to fine tune their personal brand, or let alone discover a little bit more about themselves through uh, through a psychometric test and such, uh, they're more than invited to to come and speak to our counselors at Career Sense at Health University. You know, um, we can be reached at uh, through our email at careersense at health.edu.my. And we'd be happy to, to speak to them and to help them discover a little bit about themselves uh, and also in terms of planning their, their career paths and such. And people who are really lost and not sure what they want to do and where to go, I think that could be a proactive step in terms of helping them discover a little bit of who they are through the mm -hmm. conversations with the counsellors. Yeah, I think that's really helpful information, Eric, especially with regard to you know planning out your career because it's one of those things that you don't really think about a lot of times for some people because you think it's just going to fall into place once right. you get the degree and and that that might not always be the case so it really is quite helpful to have that uh, plan in place and that guidance if people do uh, want to make use of it so thanks for for taking the time to offer your insights and uh, practical tips that I'm sure listeners can take away and, and hopefully apply to their own situation uh, and thank you for coming on the show Eric I appreciate you taking the time you're most welcome Sandy and thank you for having me on board as well and thank you to our listeners for tuning in to this week's episode of Empowering Lives. Be sure to check out our previous episodes from this series and series one, which are all available on Spotify and Anchor.fm. Till next time, be well, take care and stay safe. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Empowering Lives podcast, brought to you by the Department of Psychology at HELP University, Malaysia, the University of Achievers.
For more information about Help University, visit www.help.edu.my and learn about our world-class programs and mental health services. Thank you for listening. And remember, together we can empower each other to build rich and meaningful lives driven by purpose, vision, and values.